Hello, and first, if I may, a bit of a history. When I first started publishing trade magazines in the late 1980s, uh, the ongoing debate about shows and exhibitions constantly provided surefire editorial content. Now, particularly in 1990, when the IOG, that was the Institute of Groundsmanship, which is now, of course, the GMA, the Grounds Management Association, had decided to move its Saltex show from Windsor to Peterborough. Unhappy with the move, an amalgam of manufacturers and dealers operating under the banner of the Garden Machinery Association, and this is where it gets complicated, obviously the GMA, decided to stage his own show at Kempton Park Racecourse on dates in September that overlapped with Sortex in Peterborough. The new show was managed by an international exhibition group who built a huge tented village on the infield at Kempton Park. And initially, the show was deemed a success and plans drawn up for 1991. But exhibitors soon decided that the IOG, as then, needed their support more and deserted the GMA show, which was never to be repeated. Subsequently, the Institute of Groundsmanship found that Peterborough was not an ideal venue for them and returned to Windsor. Now, I recount this slice of history only because a new turf care show has been announced for 2023, albeit not in a direct clash of dates with Sortex, but slotted into September. So I'm Chris Biddle, thank you for joining me, and this is episode 85 of Inside AgriTurf. Yes, this episode returns to the ongoing debate about shows. Uh, the new show, Grands Fest, uh, scheduled to be held at Stoney Park in September next year, was announced during the run-up to this year's Saltex show in November. And that means there will be four turf management shows, at least, in 2023. So I'm joined today by Chris Bassett, MD of Fusion Media, the organisers of the Grands Fest show, and later by Peter Driver, who has organised and managed show stands for Ransoms over many years, and currently for companies such as Price Machinery, Turfco and Smithco. And Peter will provide an exhibitor's view on this proliferation of shows. First, however, Chris Bassett, who, in the advanced publicity, says that they want to rip up the rule book after 40 years. So, Chris, thanks for joining me. Uh, that, that's some claim you make, and perhaps you could outline the rationale behind the launch of Groundsfest. Yeah, hi, Chris, and, and thanks for, for the opportunity to, to speak to you. We were obviously um, involved with, 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 with Sultex um, from the press and, and the marketing side of things. It, it was our sort of job to, to get visitors to the show and obviously market the show as well for, for exhibitors. We were offered a, uh, a new deal with regards to, to Sultex in terms of carrying on. Back in January, we um, handed in our notice to concentrate on other areas of of the business. As as you may, may remember, my passion is motorsport. So we were obviously looking into into that side of things as well um, for, for running an event, um, which we're, we're still um, involved in as well. Obviously, when we looked at 
uh, events, it was specifically within grounds care, we felt that there was a real lack of um, bringing people together over the course of, uh, of a few days where people could get sort of hands-on with, with, with equipment. It happens a lot in Europe and, and wider afield as well. So it allowed us to really look at everything that we were sort of seeing at other events to try and cherry pick other uh, or all of the sort of best elements from, from each of the shows. We were then asked by sort of some of our clients where we run education days and, and dealer and demo days for, for them throughout the year. And then they have, have done for it for a number of years, but they were asking us to, to get more involved in, into that side of things. And that's how sort of Groundsfest really sort of took off where we were speaking to more more people. People were coming to us and saying, can, can we do this for you? Or can, can you help us with this? So like I said, we, we then looked at um, what visitors want and what potential exhibitors want. And that's sort of where, where we got to sort of Groundsfest really in in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, what, what what kind of research did you did? How extensive was it? Uh, was it amongst exhibitors, visitors? Uh, uh, who, Chris? Well, we looked at everything. Um, we really stripped back both from a visitor and from an exhibitor point of view to, to try and give both visitors and exhibitors uh, a show that they could really get involved with. Um, so we worked with an independent research company to um, work with both, both from, from a, initially from a visitor's point of view to see really what they wanted from, from a trade event, not just a, a show or an exhibition. Um, but we also uh, obviously looked at over the number the number of years that things like Service Dealer, Turf Pro, Pitch Care have, uh, have all done their own research and, and surveys as well. So we really uh, took a, a deep look at uh, what, what people were saying in those as well. Really where we're at then, Chris, is if we're looking at 2023 now we've got um, in january we've got uh, biggers btme at, at harrogate in july we got the sports and grounds expo at uh, sage at, at morven uh, we then go to yours grounds fest uh, at stoneley in september and lastly the the, the venerable saltex which has been going 77 years uh, I seem to have been going going to most of them, and but uh, so that's four shows, and of course there are other specialist events like Arb, uh, the Turf Growers Show, and um, manufacturers obviously wanting to run road shows, open days, uh, regional shows, and so on. So, is four shows sustainable? Do you think, or, or is something, or has someone got to give? I think to to a certain extent that. People will, or exhibitors in this case, will choose what works best for them. There isn't going to be a one-size-fits-all approach. I mean, some of our clients do over 20 events every year. Now, they wouldn't do those if they weren't getting something from all of them. But by having sort of four four shows, if if you like, people will evaluate which one works best for them. Some might do all four. Some might do two out of four or one. So they're really going to sort of look at what works best for them, really, and and then go from there. I mean, what I think the whole ethos bit behind what we're trying to achieve with Browns Fest is that if you can imagine one show for, for the whole industry that I guess doesn't have any involvement 
for many of the trade associations, but the profits of that show get equally divided between the associations, then it almost becomes a an event, a show for the industry, by the industry. They can then really go with what works best for, for, for what visitors are asking for, but also what exhibitors are asking for as well, because they don't, they're, they're not always the, the, the same thing. So that's really where, where we're sort of coming from, 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 from our side. Would you describe yourself? You, you've got two of these shows are now indoor shows, the Harrogate show and the NEC show. Uh, the Sage show is an outdoor show. Would you describe, um, grounds fest as an indoor show with outdoor space or an outdoor show with indoor space i think i would describe this as both (laughs) (laughs) if i can Uh, not sitting on the fence we're we're very much um of the of the the fact that we we are an outdoor show and also an indoor show uh, as well Obviously, Stonely uh, being the event, uh, venue for, for, for Groundsfest, as I'm sure that you're aware, offers us the, the chance to have outdoor areas as as well as indoor areas as well. Um, so I wouldn't really say we're an indoor with outdoor demonstrations or an outdoor show with, with indoor stands either. We are very much a, um, a mix of the both, a hybrid, if you like. It, it seems to me that, if there is a model for this, it's uh, many of the people from the UK will have gone to Louisville for that show, which is now called Equip, and and maybe you're modelling it on that, uh, with with maybe a dash of Windsor added in. Um, d- there is still a feeling that Windsor people yearn for Windsor. It wasn't ideal, um, and we know all the reasons why uh, the GMA moved to the NEC. But but are you started? Are you trying to recreate that kind of uh, that kind of show, Chris? I think, like I said earlier on, Chris, that we looked at every show, whether it be Salonvair, Galabao, Demo Park. We've looked at GIE now, Equip. Um, obviously looked at the, the shows in this country as well. We tried to cherry pick each of the elements that we felt best would suit the UK market because the UK market is completely different to, to other markets as well, particularly in mainland Europe as well. But we felt that once the, the show sort of generally in, in the UK tail off sort of three, four o'clock, um, we wanted somewhere for people to hang around um, which is where we, where our sort of festival side of things has, has come from, really. So don't worry, it's not a full-on festival. It's just <laughs> a, a place with um, some live music where people can get some food and, and have a couple of drinks if they want to. Um, but to really hang around and then network so dealers and um, manufacturers can invite their customers for, for a couple of drinks after the show as well. I think we, we looked at literally every ground care landscape show um, around the world to, to cherry pick the, the best bits uh, of each one, really. In, indeed. And and notwithstanding the fact that the last time I went to Stonely, my car had to be towed out of the car park because of torrential rain. And, and that was that was, in the end, the last royal show held on the site, and it was curtailed by a day. Uh, but I do understand there's been a heck of a lot of development there. Did you? What, what sort of sites did you look at? Did you have many to choose from, or was it always a front runner, Chris? 
we we looked at when we looked at a lot of venues, whether that be airfields, we've looked at race courses, we've looked at uh, other sporting uh, venues. But the, the the venue that kept on coming up time and time again from our, from the site visits that we made, but also from what people were asking for in terms of um, in, in terms of our sort of research, always led back to Stoney. Um, obviously, it's reasonably centrally located in the country, so it gives us a, a wide sort of circle um, of visitors to, to be able to get easy travel there. Um, got decent rail links there, um, but also obviously it gives us the, the the chance to have the 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 show that we want in terms of both indoors and outdoors. Whereas some of the other venues that we looked at would only offer us one, one or the other. Um, so that's why we kept on coming back to Stoneley. Indeed, and it can't be a disadvantage that you've got certain organisations on site like uh, Bali and the NFU, Lantra, and actually you've got Agco next door as well. So uh, there, there is quite a lot of activity uh, related to the kind of show that you want to run, isn't there? You could almost say it was planned. <laughs> but but um, no, I think obviously we, we wanted to get what we felt was the, the right site for, for the industry, really, um, that lent itself to, to both sides. Um, that was obviously centrally located uh, with good rail and road networks in, into the venue. And I think you touched on it earlier that the, the whole site really has, has had a lot of investment into it over, over the last few years. So we're, we're comfortable in September, you won't be getting stuck in your car anywhere. So tell me, uh, obviously cost will come into it, Chris, and, and, uh, uh, cross comparison. What's the what's the pricing structure likely to be for the show? I don't know whether you've have you actually announced it yet. Yeah, yeah, we've announced it. Uh, we're, we're in um, we're, we're in full sort of um, sales mode as well. The sales guys are in full sales mode as well on, on that. So our standard prices are um, hundred pounds for shelf scheme uh, for indoors. Which compares, it's roughly 50% of the cost of, of other um, shows. Outdoor space, we're at 50 pounds per square meter. Um, but we've also got our early bird, which ends at the, uh, the first week of February, I think. Um, so there's an extra 10% off uh, up until that, that period as well. So it's 90 pounds for shelf scheme. If you want in space only £67.50 and then uh, outdoor space is £45, whereas other shows are, are £200 plus. We're also aware with the cost of living and everything else that that involves at the moment as well, um, which was another beauty of, of, of choosing Stonely, was that we've also agreed to, to fix everybody's costs for the next three years. So that um, obviously gives everybody a bit more sort of sort of hope in terms of that they know exactly what they what they can plan for. Indeed, now must come on to your relationship uh, with the GMA and and bigger. Um, you seem to have parked your tank on their lawn a little bit. What sort of uh, conversations um, have you had with them? Are you going to have with them? And uh, and is there any feedback or any reaction from them? Well, firstly, I think it goes without saying that we've got a lot of respect for both of these organisations. We actually obviously saw a lot of staff from both sides 
um, the week before and, and at Sawtex as well. Um, and we're very open to, to working with, with, with both of them. And we have sort of opened, opened that door already. As I said earlier on, we're, we're very much, um, trying to obviously work with, with the organizations to, to really sort of give back to, to, to the industry on, on that side of things as well. So we'd be more than, more than welcome in, uh, both, both into the show, not, not just bigger and, and the GMA, but other associations as well. Yeah, um, I mean, you will be aware, obviously, that a lot of exhibitors, as well as at attending both uh, Saltex and BTME, uh, to not only pre present themselves and their products, they also do so in order to uh, support the organisations uh, who often represent their members, their customers, rather. You, you, you talk about profits from the show being piled back into the industry. How is that going to work? So we're already quite far down the line in terms of what we're trying to, to do on that, um, which we'll be announcing everything in January, after, obviously after Christmas. Now, we're, we're very aware that, that there are some major challenges within the industry of keeping people within employment and also bringing, attracting new talent into the industry. So we're, we will be working with um, a select few companies in terms of funding apprenticeships, uh, which, as I said, the full details will be announced in January. So um, that will hopefully be attracting new people into the industry and we'll be putting on career days um, and inviting school, school kids to come and see what the industry has to offer. Um, the other thing that we're working quite hard on at the moment is working with a accredited training provider. So we're uh, running training training courses at no cost to to anybody that wants to come along to um, really sort of upskill their their uh, their CVs um, so that hopefully they can then obviously get better paid etc. But we're also working with mental health charities. We've just announced or shortly be announcing that our chosen charity will be cancer research as well. So they'll be doing some talks on skin cancer and, and things like that, which is obviously affects a lot of people within this industry as well. So there, there's a few sort of um, charities that, that we're going to be working with on that side uh, and not just industry specific uh, training and, and education providers as well. Uh, you, you mentioned school children. Are, are you going to open up uh, attendance at Grounds Fest to people not in the industry at the moment, uh, uh, people that you hope might take an interest in a career in turf care in the future? Yeah, I mean, very much so. We're, we're looking at Grounds Fest being something for everybody, whether that be from the very infancy of, of people's careers up to the people that uh, are at the top of their game, if you like. Um, so hence why we're, we're going to be um, offering uh, career days to, to local schools. We've also, like I said, we, we will be announcing the, the full plans of that in, in January. So uh, 
You'll have to wait a few more weeks, Chris. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. Uh, and I know you said you're going to announce it in January. A little, little bit puzzled by um, how you're going to fit in uh, on apprenticeships, because obviously both uh, GMA and Bigger and other organizations work with uh, organizations like the Institute for Apprenticeships to um, agree qualification standards. So that's all pretty well set in place. Uh, wh- where would you try and I won't use the word muscling on that, but uh, where would you fit in? What we're what we're trying to do, we're not trying to sort of devolve what what or dissolve what what uh, bigger or the GMA are currently doing. That that's not what we're not what we're looking at. What we're what we are doing is open opening the, the funding to that. So that's where where we're sort of coming. So our our profits will go back into actually paying for for the apprenticeships to actually to, to facilitate them. Chris, I I got the impression from something you said just just earlier that um, you 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 feel that the future might be one single show with all the profits piling back into the associations. Is is that the end game? Do you think? Um, I think we, we we've got to be realistic and and, and also open to, to that idea. So I think whether that's our long term game or or the association's long term term game. I, I, I guess it's a question for, for them as well, as as much as it is for us. But if we was um, able to facilitate one one show, I know it's been the subject of conversation since I've been in the industry, which is over twenty years now. Um, uh, make it forty. That's <laughs> I remember what talking about in shows and what we should have forty years ago. But carry on, Chris. But yeah, I mean, it's. It's been a topic of conversation for years, and for whatever reason, it's never happened. But if we, it, it, or whether it was us or, or another organisation, was able to take the risk out of an event for the associations, um, so that they don't have the headache of organising it or, or or thinking, oh, what happens if the, if if we if we don't sort of get this amount of money, whatever that. And the event sort of goes downhill from there. That we could, or or somebody else could, facilitate that where there's no risk to the associations, but the profits gets ploughed back into both of those organisations, which would then allow them to really concentrate on membership benefits and and doing more of the good work that they already do for for their members. Um, And again, touching on on what we were saying, really that we want. Groundsfest in particular to be a show for the industry. So obviously we've got a lot of support for it already. And if everybody sort of wants that one show uh, from from the trade side of things, then then we're we're trying to make that happen. Well, you will be in year one uh, in 2023. And um, what do you think um, your ambitions are for for the first year? Obviously, uh, there will be an element of a curiosity value. And I would suggest there's also an element of FOMO, the the, the fear of missing out from some manufacturers as well. But where would you like to be when you wash up the 2023 show then, Chris? Well, firstly, I think we, we, we're aware that we need to get to a certain amount of um, exhibitors to, to make it viable for, from a visitor sort of, um, sort of side of things, to, to make it worthwhile that them come into as well. So obviously we, we've set quite ambitious targets for, for year one, um, which I'm fully confident that we're, that we're going to get there. 
um, with, with the team that we've got in place. So we need to get to, to a stage where we're able to be profitable um, so that we can do everything that we want to do in terms of giving back from year one. That's always been our, our whole ethos of, of doing what we're doing now is that from from year one is when we start giving back um, and, and that's where, where, where we want to be. So that's the grounds fest with a commitment to feed profits from the show back into the industry. But the details on how and where this is to be directed is as yet unclear, with Chris Bassett promising more details in the new year. To get the views of an exhibitor or potential exhibitor, I'm joined now by Peter Driver, a veteran, if I might say so, Peter, of managing show stands for manufacturers over many years. So how does the prospect of four turf shows scheduled for 2023 grab you? Uh, well, I can't really see many uh, manufacturers or importers, Chris, uh, supporting all four. I think four shows will dilute the attendance at each of them, which I don't think is good. And I would certainly throw my hat in the ring for just a single show, to be honest. I mean, going to four shows, just look at the consequences. I mean, you've got four lots of logistical support getting your equipment up there. Um, you've got four lots of space costs, four lots of stand build, four lots of staffing, four lots of accommodation, and then the entertainment that goes with it. So, so you know, it's be hugely expensive. And in, in a year, and in a year, Peter, when budgets may well be under pressure. Very much so. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, who knows what twenty twenty three is going to bring. So you know, we'll we we'll just have to wait and see on that. Well, um, uh, Chris Bassett and his organisation have come out uh, formally with the, the announcement of his show. Did you um, did you learn anything from what Chris Bassett was saying? Uh, not really. I thought the the whole interview was a little bit woolly. Obviously, they've got to put more meat on the bones, and that we'll know in January exactly how it's going to do, uh, what what it's going to do. But. Um, I think they say they've done a lot of research, or he says they've done a lot of research. But to be honest, Chris, um, I think it's been modelled on the Equip show, formerly GIE Expo, that's held in uh, Louisville in Kentucky every year. And I always think that Stonely was going to be their number one choice because of what the format of the show, because it's indoor-outdoor, and really Stonely is your only option. One thing I do like is the cost uh, of uh, exhibiting. That does look attractive. But I think it might be, you know, the fact that it's fixed for three years, I think that's certainly an incentive. But that might have issues further down the line when they're trying to put money back into the industry, as they say they're going to, uh, which is another matter, which I think is a bit woolly as well. But uh, that's by the by. <laughs> well, it wasn't. Uh, they will need to be transparent, won't they? And uh, uh, that's assuming that they make a profit in the first year, which yes. um, obviously is... Uh, Ah, up in the air and uh, you know it is a new show and any new show is is going to take time to establish exactly yes yeah and i think probably peter that that their announcement of this show kind of g'd the gma and bigger into into action and they put out a, a joint statement i think i think it was headed better together just ahead of sortex where they said that they uh, aa bigger and uh 
uh, GMA would uh, be holding round tables to collaborate together in the future. Well, I I remember writing a very similar story 30 years ago in 2003, where where IOG as was then and uh, Bigger and the AEA sat round to discuss uh, the proliferation of turf shows. So we haven't really come on very much further, have we? I don't think so. Um... I think without a doubt that um, missive was definitely a result of the Grounds Fest announcement, without yeah. a doubt. I think it was uh, that was definitely the catalyst. Uh, and I even think that for those three organisations, uh, that was a bit of a woolly press release, to be honest. You know, um, it didn't really say much more than collaborating better, reinvesting revenue uh, for the benefit of their respective membership. And then they're going to appoint a uh, research company to look at a new approach. Uh, that seems to me, you know, what new approach? And is that a sensible use of funds? I don't know. I don't know. But what was interesting, Peter, is that uh, they put out some quite e- extensive notes to that press release, which actually appeared on the on the respective sites. And those notes, which were for the youth of press, said two very interesting things. It said both events, e.g. Saltex and BTME, will continue for the foreseeable future, number one. And it also said that the merger of GMA and Bigger is not part of the discussions, with both associations determining that they operate independently uh, of one another. They did actually get to agree to get together some years ago at um, at Saltex, but it it never happened. No. So it does seem that if they say, no, there's still going to be two shows and we're not going to get together, it's, it's in other words, the status quo will remain. That's exactly what it seems uh, that, yeah, what it seems to imply. And that's why I think it was so woolly. It didn't really have any substance to it. It was just reiterated things we've heard before, which I think was a bit disappointing, to be honest. Peter, I wonder if that's the case. I just wonder whether there might be an idea to pursue that um, they form an umbrella organisation. I don't know what it's called. Let's call it Turf Industry Federation, for argument's sake, to include the GMA, uh, Bigger, AEA, and other turf-related associations who might be interested, um, allowing the um, various organisations to retain their independence, but to work together, not only obviously on shows, uh, but in representation to government and other official bodies, uh, publicising the industry, of course, recruitment and, and, and much more. Maybe that might be more of a uh, substance to a, such a, such a uh, statement rather than the woolly words that they gave out. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Chris, and I, and I would stand fully behind that. I feel uncomfortable with a uh, corporate organisation running a show like that, which we all know the funds from both shows go to the benefit of their members. And at the end of the day, those members are our customers. So there must be some way of continuing that funding down to the... uh, to the two organisations and an industry federation type overarching body is probably the way to go. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, let, let's sort of kind of think the unthinkable and say there is one show, Peter, any idea on, on venues, type of venues, um, indoor or outdoor, uh, demo space, yes, timing? Um, 
I must admit, I think Groundsfest have got it right with Stonely because I think that is probably the only option. So therefore, I'm saying an indoor and outdoor. Um, that's that's what I think is uh, is good. Stonely is probably our only venue. The NEC, great indoor space, very expensive, uh, both on the cost of floor space and on uh, the food, the catering facilities there. It makes it an expensive event to attend. Harrogate is my nemesis, I'm sorry. I feel it's an affront to call it an exhibition centre. Uh, you've got those three halls, one, two, and five, that are basically industrial buildings, uh, hardly fit for purpose for an exhibition. Last year, the malfunction on the air conditioning system caused untold problems for exhibitors down in those three halls. The main hall, Hall 6, is a great hall, brand new hall, excellent, plenty of headroom for building stands and that sort of thing. Uh, but the layout of Harrogate, how many times do people come up to us when we're on a stand and say, how do I get to so-and-so? How do I get to this hall? How do I get to the blue area? How do I get to the purple area? It's uh, it's not conducive. But then again, it's a great party town. Uh, the facilities there are better than I, I think than what there are at the NEC for any after show events, that sort of thing. So um, that's my take on, on venues, really. You know. So, so for a post-Christmas uh, uh, event, it, 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 it ticks many of the boxes, particularly uh, with um, green keepers and ground staff getting together. Yeah, I think it's the right time of year. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it is, as is Soltex in November, but perhaps November as they're milder at the moment. Uh, you know, as climate change kicks in, there's a lot of renovations going on during, you know, that late autumn, early winter time. So, so as a sort of representative of, of organisation companies, rather, what what other activities are competing for? I mean, we're talking about shows, which are just four events at the moment during the year, but there are other activities that you want to get involved in that uh, really uh, take up your promotional budget as well road shows uh, dealer support at regional shows and 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 so on those will still continue to have to continue won't they peter yes they will i mean chris i mean every business worth its salt has a marketing budget so it's basically all the other marketing activities that are competing for you know that's that the money in the same pot I mean, you know, you've still got your off-the-page advertising. You've got paid-for editorial content. You've got social media. You've got e-shots, brochures. You've got dealer support, road shows. You've got so much competing for that same pot of money. And anything that any organisation can do to mitigate the pressure on that budget, obviously, is, is, is what they're going to look to. Indeed. And uh, obviously those will have to continue because I, I do hear a number of manufacturers say that they get better value out of supporting uh, their dealers in uh, at, at regional shows because they're, yes. they're, they're closer perhaps to the end sale than they would be at a national show. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, Chris Bassett um, in the advanced publicity talked about ripping up the trade show rule book. So from what you say, it does need ripping up, ideally. What, we, what do we think might happen? I think one thing we don't know, Peter, is what sort of contract, uh, for instance, the GMA have got with the NEC, which will 
probably mean that uh, whatever that is, nothing can happen until that is seen out. Yeah, I think you're right there, Chris. I mean, I don't know about ripping up the trade show uh, rule book. I think it's almost a regurgitation of ideas from the past 30 years. I really think the only way forward is the one show in some form. I believe that um, some sort of trade industry federation that you, you mentioned needs to govern it because I don't believe a commercial organization, as I said earlier, uh, is the right people to to, to to actually run it and take the profit from it because I think the organizations, just they just need that money. Without them or without the shows, there will be no funding for those organizations. So I think, you know, that's the way the way it's got to be. So if I read you right, what you're probably saying is that uh, if there is one show, then it would be run by a third-party organiser, but with a definite aim to channel very um, officially the uh, the profits and the revenues back to the uh, respective organisations. Yes, I believe that's, what, that's exactly what I think should happen. Trade needs to run those trade shows in some form or other. And I suppose it also beggars the question, Peter, do we need one national show? I mean, the Royal Show uh, disappeared from the agricultural scene. The Royal Smithfield yeah. disappeared. Uh, they have been replaced by, by Lama to, to some extent. But the regional shows, the Royal Welsh, the Yorkshire and uh, Highland Show, are appear to be going from strength to strength. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good point, Chris. But it, I think it still comes back to... How do you fund those organisations? How do those organisations continue to exist? And and we know that you know that they they are there for the benefit of their members. So so they have to get their money from somewhere. Indeed, indeed. Well, look, many thanks, Peter, for for your thoughts on on this whole whole show. Um, I'm not sure that um, our views will be uh, be heeded, although. Uh, we're not in the mix as far as the organisation is concerned, but there probably are indications that uh, the whole show schedule is being looked at very carefully, but obviously within certain uh, limitations, as I said, to do with co existing contracts and so on. Yeah, I think I think if um, if nothing else, Chris Bassett and Fusion have shaken up the pot again, and it might lead to you know the major organisations. This time, perhaps making better—well, not better decisions, but decisions that benefit the, uh, you know, their members. That's what they're there for. Indeed. Well, look, thank you very much indeed, Peter. I really enjoyed talking to you, and and thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks very much, Chris. Thank you. There you have it. Peter Driver, for one, is an advocate of one major turf management show, and and possibly at a location such as Stoneleigh Park. So how do you perm one show from four? The GMA Saltex show has a long, proud history, 77 years to be precise. It has been staged in six different locations during that time. Hurlingham, Mottsburg Park, Windsor Racecourse, Peterborough, Windsor again, and now the National Exhibition Centre in Birmingham. Its heritage and success is proven. As you heard, Peter is no fan of Harrogate, as an exhibition centre, but as a learning hub in January for golf course staff in a highly hospitable town, it has much to commend it. 
The Sports and Grounds Expo is the new kid on the block, organised on behalf of a few key exhibitors and has a limited track record. And now throw Groundsfest into the mix and you're left with what? Well, only time will tell, but there are two key questions. How will the economic climate uh, for next year impact on companies' marketing budgets and, and where will they choose to spend it? And second, and more long term, how will GMA and Bigger replace the important income they get from shows to support member services if the current show programme is rationalised or reduced? You heard that the manufacturer's trade body, the Agricultural Engineers Association, the AEA, were a co-signatory along with the GMA and Bigger to a recent statement, Better Together, about future collaboration. It is the exhibitors, represented by the AEA, who hold the key to the way forward. It must make sense for all the interested parties, and I include the organisers of SAGE and Groundsfest, to hold honest and realistic discussions on that way forward. So I'm Chris Biddle. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Inside Agriturf. Inside Agriturf.